Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside. Hello, welcome to the show of Wrestling With Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest news from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between, every Saturday on YouTube and CastBox, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers on Wednesday. I am your host, that guy, James J. Alongside the leader of Squaw Squad, Tudor who is not here at the moment, but somebody that is here, the American Scooter Dust. I'm skeptical of anyone who tells me they do yoga every day. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch. And it's a great day for wrestling. Last week we, uh, last Wednesday we interviewed Mike Law on the show. Uh, and that was definitely an interesting one. I think he's been our most seasoned veteran of the business that we've ever, um, talked to, talked to yet. And lots of great stories, and even with all those great stories, I still feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot more there that we can get into with Mike Law. Oh, absolutely. Uh, next week on the show, we got uh, Armani Chaos. And uh, if you're in um, Limitless Wrestling, this is the interview you don't want to listen to. Uh, Armani, um, great guy. If your name isn't Paris Van Dale, he definitely put you on check. Oh. Or on, on blast, as the kids would say. Right. And the great thing about Armani, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think Armani is really the way Armani is. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And that's pretty cool. Uh, the week after that, we got uh, the grinder, Mark Shaw, and our very special WrestleMania weekend show. We got Love Doug. So, <laughs> look out for those. Uh, we also have Wrestling Mania Week coming up uh, soon, which is a week long of shows. Uh, starting with a preview of WrestleMania, uh, trivia night once again, uh, watch along with Becca and, uh, Becca and Little Mean Kathleen, a watch along with Clay Wilson and Holden Albright, the Love Duck interview, uh, interview with, um, a watch along of her AEW Dark Match with DVN, another, uh, the winner of our Mania Madness Tournament walks along. And a review show of NXT Stand and Deliver. And of course on Wednesday and Thursday, Stand and Deliver on the Remix 
live alternative commentary on the UMB network. And of course, on Saturday and Sunday, we top it off with the, the WrestleMania re- remix also on the UMB network. Correct, Scooter? Correct. Not to mention this coming Sunday, Fastlane. The remix only on UNB Sports 2 UNB Network. And then Monday, I retire. <laughs> Quit ball in my head. Um, but uh, going uh, on to the news portion of the week. Rich uh, Swan won the Unified Impact Championship. He defeated Moose. Uh, and he would be going on to fight Kenny Omega for a double championship match. Uh, does which, which Swan have any chance of winning this match, Scooter? Given that Impact has brought in Juice Robinson and David Finley, and they're now the Impact Tag Team Champions. I'm... I I really think the ultimate come-up in this is going to be Rich Swan beating Kenny Omega. So you think that... He's going to actually get his due and avenge that loss he had against uh, uh, Omega back in uh, January. Yes, in the six-man tag. I and I really, I have a feeling that with Swan winning, it's going to lead to. A, a much more uh, involved working relationship with Impact and AEW. Well, it seems like Impact Wrestling, they got everything going on for them. They got a working relationship with New Japan, AEW, I think uh, maybe a couple of people from even Ring of Honors appeared on their show. Um, is Impact Wrestling becoming Destination Wrestling without anybody actually seeing it? That's a, a very interesting comparison. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a very to form at this point that maybe even a couple months ago. Um, you know, with Ethan Page parting with Impact on a, what was apparently bad term and then immediately showed up at AEW. It it, it makes and I'm really hoping that there's a a big payoff for Impact 
in the end. I mean, there's gotta be. There should be. Yeah, there, there absolutely should be. And the only way I can imagine is if someone not from AEW holds the AEW championship. Well, you know, we and, are... We are I, from that match. Do you think that they might be... They might back off on the double championship thing and just make it for the one championship? No, because... It's either for both titles or no titles. Because... From a storyline perspective, essentially, Kenny Omega, who's not legally a part of Impact Wrestling, getting a shot at the Impact World Championship, wouldn't sit right with anybody. Or rather, it evokes too much bad wrestling history. Almost like, like, like Hogan walking into WCW in '94 and immediately becoming the champion. Yeah. So Swan, also not a part of AEW challenging the AEW championship, would also be technically unfair to the rest of AEW. So, they've almost back, they've backed themselves into a corner in terms of an- announcing this so soon. I mean, I was really thinking that we were a couple of, at least a couple more months away from, you know, a, any sort of uh, one-on-one match between Swan and Omega, but the fact that they're pulling the trigger on it makes me think something really big is in the works. Mm. And I, I, Swan, if he's recorded, is that catalyst to kick? You know. Oh, Drew was, uh, said something like that last time he was on the show. Uh, more likely, like, you know, like a rebellion, like when they did the 2001, WWE did the rebellion, uh, paid preview in 2001. Oh, and we got the Yeah, Kaliko loved the kids. It's the moments that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Rich Swan winning the the Unified Impact Championship and maybe where that leads with him wrestling Kenny Omega. I this could end one of two ways. Either he gets the win hokily, like in a hokey ass way. Or... <laughs> It's his birthday. I'm letting him have it. I'm letting him have it today. He's five today. 
Oh, congratulations. Shout out to Kaliko-san. It's either going to end Hokley, him winning, or him losing straight up. No in between. But I I hope it's the the the, the former or the, the the latter. I hope it's the latter because I I really think his story was a his story was one of the highlighted stories in 2020, and it just you know granted Omega's the draw, but if they could use that to make oh Rich Swan where he was like in WWE ish, then yeah, I think that would be a good Now Scooter said that this might turn into something more and this is just the beginning of, you know, that rivalry between Impact and AEW. You see that this turning into, you know, like the rebellion from two thousand and one that um uh, you know, Drew was talking about last week on the show. Rebellion was a UK pay per view for the WWE, oh. and you, I think you're thinking of Invasion. Invasion, my bad. Well, the only way it would do that is if more, uh, other than the Good Brothers, is like somebody else come, like. <laughs> I mean, even Rich One showing up on the enemy of an enemy is my friend type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, he could have came out and helped Eddie Kingston and Mox just for the simple fact that it's Kenny. Hey, Kenny's been disrespecting him. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like it's like opportunities that are there. And for whatever reason, they're not taking advantage. Impact, that is. All right. Now, uh, another thing that I felt was an important bit of news, uh, Charlotte Flair learned uh, a movie role for uh, USA Network. Uh, is this kind of spelling the, the... Are we kind of going on to the twilight of Charlotte's career here? Or... Fuck no! <laughs> no, and, and, and she's done and she's done it before she was in the uh the, the psych movie she was yeah she was uh, uh one of the uh bad guys bodyguards really yeah, yeah sure. i think she's she's more loyal to the business than most i would say she's also done she's also on guest spots on uh punky brewster which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the remaining days of the WWE Network app because the network has officially moved to Peacock. Remember, the network will be available as a standalone app until April 4th. And I'm, I'm assuming those were just like guest spots or, um, you know, uh, not. This is a lead role in a movie, and she I'm made for TV. Made for TV. True. Well, but you know, we didn't think you know John Cena. This was going to happen to John Cena, and look what John Cena is doing. 
Oh. I kind of did. Huh? I kind of did. I I I expected Cena to blow up in terms of movie roles and and, and get bigger roles. The man can't. The man can act. Yeah, he can act. It's just wrestling. Like, <laughs> like he he's actually pretty good. I mean, as far as a comedy role, he was. He's I mean, pretty funny. It, it's the next Fast and Furious movie that will really determine what he can do because he's a villain. And the Suicide Squad movie. Yes. Where he's an asshole. So, that's what said about, you know, John Cena. It's not, you know, crazy to say, you know, if Charlotte is do is doing pretty decent in movies and making a decent amount of money, why would she put on body through, you know, performing every week? You know what I mean? Well, technically, she's... Technically, they're not they're performing every week, so the the toll is not what it was. The toll the last two years is not the toll of what it was three years ago. Right. You see what I'm saying? So essentially, their schedule, by virtue of this, of this, their schedule by virtue of. Uh, doing uh of the pandemic actually helped them out because they get the rest like that's the one thing i think it is the the benefit like fewer injuries and and that's good because that means they have a whole roster granted they have to deal with outbreaks but that's something that they should be able to control and they can control their bodies and actually rest for once i mean this is daniel bryan's dream scenario right here (laughs) Because shit, he does basically what he wanted to do, and I think that's everybody. Like, it gives him time to fill out other passions and use the platform, and that's why WWE did what they did with that whole, uh, yeah, y'all can't use Twitch and all this other shit. Y'all names for all this other shit because that's what they were doing, like creating outlets of their own. Well, uh, another thing that happened uh, this week in news: Bischoff going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Big congratulations to him, well deserved. But is this possibly WWE's way of uh, preventing him from doing shots with AEW? It's very interesting. It's a very interesting question as to now. Um, I think you know, I'm, I you know I think yes, and I also think. Paul White has something to do with this a little bit in that we would have likely seen the Big Show go into the Hall of Fame 
if he had resigned. That's a fair assessment. And it, I, it may have also something to do with trying to produce more content related to WCW to put on Peacock. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) That's the answer. Or to me, that's the answer. Because you know what's funny? Like, and, and, Scooter's right on it because the one thing that they showed on Facebook as far as like Peacock was a rare match of stunning Steve Austin and Vader versus Ric Flair and Arn Anderson Anderson from Saturday Night Night. So that tells you that they're going into the WCW books. I mean, they were already doing that in the with the network. It was just a slowly but surely. But now it's trying to produce all that content. Because keep in mind, the first thing that they were, like when I, I was an A1 day one with the network, and the one thing that I really loved, the two shows was like Monday Night War and, and WrestleMania Rewind. That was supposed to be Rick Flair and, and uh, Sid Vicious against Austin and Vader. And uh, that whole incident with the scissors happened, I believe. Because Sid had literally just, just turned face in WCW the week before. Ooh. Oh, I thought it was another softball tournament. <laughs> That's a um, another thing coming out, uh, AEW did, um, Dynamite did the first ever Lights Out match on, uh, the TV show against Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Uh, Dave Meltzer called it the greatest women's match in North America ever. Scooter is... Fuck himself. <laughs> At this point, I'm convinced Dave Milter is a plague on, on, on the world of pro wrestling. Has has been since what the ninety the eighties. Put it put it this way: I, I don't know how many people actually remember this, but in Herb Abrams' UWF, they actually had somebody competing as Davy Meltzer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought that, that was super disrespectful to the girls in WWE that have been busting their ass off these last, what, five years to, you know, make women's wrestling, to build women's wrestling up. And then for him just to say, oh, women's wrestling hasn't had great matches, 
in America, North America if only ever happened in Japan. Really makes you think what Dave is smoking. You know what I mean? I mean, this this dude, man, like I I only had two I, out of that match I had two grudges. My two, maybe three. And and here and here they were. One, I pray to God they weren't asymptomatic. I boy, whoo, that was number one. Number two, this match should have been at Revolution because replace, uh, it replaced Shida and uh, Mizunami. I mean, they can have more than one women's match, or is that you know? Or is that, you know, just the WWE thing? Hell, at least they have one or two. Yeah, they have, they've always done more than uh, one match. So, so they can't sit there and tell me. Now, granted, this is the greatest match in North America. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> hell, I, I mean, granted, if it wasn't for the violent part, I mean, what else would there be? I mean. But I will give Britt Baker her due, man. She took some shit. And you could just t- tell her body was just like, enough, nigga, enough. Because she was just, like, shaking. Like, when she hit them thumbtacks, she was just like, boy, she the her best Michael J. Fox impersonation. Because she was just like, man, look. And, you know, I give them props. So I take nothing away from them. I just wish... They would have did it, I don't know, on a pay-per-view where everyone spent 60 bucks on. <laughs> and, and that would have been probably way more than satisfactory. I think uh, but, our friend Drew might have felt that way as well. Yeah, but I think he's done now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if they want him over. Well, but you had something to sort of screw up? I now can we get Summed it up perfectly. And uh, lastly, uh, WrestleMania uh, tickets will be going on sale. Uh, once again, they had a bit of a delay, but instead of the uh, original, originally um, forty-five thousand people, they have moved down. They have downsized to uh, twenty-five thousand fans. Yeah, they uh, went from forty. 40- 47,000 to 25,000. And I, t- I called this. Yes, you did. Yeah, because uh, that was a Super Bowl. We Yeah, Scooter was on the money. It, it was basically like, however the Super Bowl did it, that's what they're going to copy. Yeah. And uh, smart move, right? Smart move, yeah. Still probably way too high. I mean, it is, uh, you know, uh, it is Florida, and they haven't been, you know, all the best with their, you know, COVID during all this. So maybe it's, maybe it will be alright. I mean, I don't think a lot of people go out partying after WrestleMania, or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, she <laughs> depending on depending on the. Uh... Depends on the state. Like Dallas, they shut shit down at midnight. But New York, 
All bets are off. Well, 2.30 in the morning, usually. Um, but why the WWE hasn't figured out how to take the Thunderdome to neighboring states, probably because, mostly because of go, going to another state would probably get them in hot water, but if I was the WWE, I would figure out how to make the Thunderdome mobile. And 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 bring it to you know even other places in Florida. Well, could they yeah. do similar to what NXT is doing with um and you know have like that Thunderdome, but also have people in the crowd. Y- yes, but. The weird thing is that it's seen as acceptable for NXT. It, it that having people in the crowd like that, the people who work backstage and whatnot, that's considered a low standard in Vince's eyes. It would not be becoming of Raw and SmackDown. To have that now. I get you. True. True, and it and it helps them in their their production aspect when it deals with Alexa, so all that magic shit. And quite honestly, I'm surprised that WWE hasn't started charging to be on the Thunderdome. Because I don't think people would pay to be on the Thunderdome if I'm being oh, Yeah, people, people people wouldn't pay just to look through a screen. Like it's like the uh with that feed. Like the the NBA playoff, like I don't think they were charging cats like, to be on that. If, you know what I mean? It, or if they gave priority to let's say Peacock subscribers. So they can write, you know, they gotta, they gotta figure out some way to financially benefit from the Thunderdome. I mean, I could see them doing something where if someone pays, they get like a a one-on-one with a superstar type deal. I mean, that could work. But it just depends on how much they're gonna charge and the value of that. Because, you know, they've done, they've always done those like Zoom meetings, like for SummerSlam, they did the Zoom, like meet and greets. You could talk to them, shoot the shit with them for a couple minutes, that type of shit. I mean, I don't see why they don't do that now, but I think with Florida and the UFC trying to be pushed into packing that bitch, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to probably do the same thing, especially with, uh, Dana White pushing the Kamar Usman Jorge Masvidal fight and he's gonna try to get as many motherfuckers in that bitch as he can. So I just I don't know, we'll see how that goes. No we will definitely see how that plays out when they actually do um uh actually do sell tickets. Definitely gonna be interesting. I think we'll uh 
will conclude our coverage of the news for now. And we are wrestling with New Japan Cup first uh, uh preview review. Yeah, review. Um, yeah, um but uh we are still fairly behind on our New Japan Cup. But we will be covering the first round of the right side of the bracket this week. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have the whole tournament wrapped up for you. Um, first up, uh, Hiroshi, uh, yeah, Hiroshi Tenzin, uh, lost to Will Osprey. Uh, pretty expected, right, Pluto? Exactly. I mean, if there was ever like a one sixteen matchup type like NCAA style, that was it. Where yeah. That that's it. Zach Saber Jr. beat Gabriel Kidd. Eugene Nagata, Another expected. Eugene Nagata defeated Yoda Suji. I'm surprised he's still in that bitch. That dude <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he like fuck it, we in this bit. <laughs> well, I mean that brings go. us to our next match. Tomohiro Ishii lost to Sonata. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks Nagata is going to beat Sonata. True, but I still don't know what they're trying to do with Sonata, and that's because, like, I feel like the New Japan Cup is either going to be Jay White. It, it's got to be Jay White. That that it screams Jay White. Jay White, maybe, not even Ta- not even Tanahashi. So I, I feel like there's not like a lot of uber favorites in in this cup. You know what I'm saying? Other than White, because White makes the most sense because he he's the guy who's trying to get the get back. We'll talk about the lift favorites either. Uh. <laughs> David Finley defeated Chase Owens. Uh, Yoshihashi defeated uh, Yujiro Takahashi. What are your thoughts on Yoshihashi, Kaliko? Fuck Yoshihashi. They give Yoshihashi. Boy. Okay. All right. All right, New Japan. We'll see. He better get slaughtered in the second round. He better get slaughtered. I'm just fighting David Finley, so. It's a 50-50 chance. Um, and uh, Jay White defeated Tora Hanai. Was, was the right side of the bracket this year just Jabo Street, Kaliko? In a, in a sense, yes. Because... I mean, really, they're not going to pick up steam until, like, quarters and semis. I think those are usually, like, the five-star matches that matchups that people are, are like, savoring for. So, yeah, that that bracket just looked like it was going to go how it was going to go. Uh, but only see one person really on a mission. I mean, Sonata's kind of on a mission, but... It's just a matter of whether New Japan wants to pull the trigger. Jay White's on a mission. Right, so we'll see if the mission gets completed. All right. 
And, uh, I think we'll just, uh, conclude our, our coverage of the New Japan Cup. And hopefully we'll have everything, um, up to date and ready to go next week on the show. So, until then, we are wrestling with WWE Fastlane. It is tomorrow. And if you're smart, how should people listen to it, Scooter? On the remix. <clears throat> Sorry, on the remix. And the first match out is Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Um, yeah. This is an interesting rivalry to say the least. Uh, obviously this is going to a WrestleMania match, but how do you see this one playing out, Scooter? Uh, God, I'm like, I, I'm wondering, is, does Shane, like, say he's going like, to not get back in the ring, then WrestleMania comes around, he, like, gets that urge again? I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of expecting, uh, Daba Kato oh. in this, uh, uh, to, Show up and help Shane win. Forgot about that guy. And we, and we got about we get a you know giant versus giant match. What if I'm wrong? They wrestled on Raw Underground, didn't they? They fought on Raw Underground. Um, and I can't I can't remember how that turned out. It turned out bad for one of them. Um. I think it turned bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna so, someone. Shane's bringing in someone. Kalik, what say you, Kalik? Uh, a delay until I, I feel like Raw. They kind of gave you the formula of what's gonna happen. I, I would be surprised if that shit happens. Right, so, it's just a hold off because it's just giving him a reason to fight at Mania. Because it's a two-nighter, so they got some spots to fill in this bitch. <laughs> and Brian ain't got shit to do, so. Put him on shame! And uh, next up, and I can't actually believe that this is happening. Uh, well, well, hold on. Wait, before we do that, why don't we go over the matches that were made official last night? Uh, in Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. Well, that seems interesting considering that it was supposed to be Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, but obviously they're saving that for Mania. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, I mean, it's gotta be a good match. Um, almost a perfect example of having 
an upper card you don't really exactly know what to do with anymore. Um, probably, probably will low key steal the show. You know, I remember going to a Survivor Series in Los Angeles, and that was probably the best match on the card was Rollins versus uh, Nakamura on that show. And, you know, I, I don't really know what to do with Nakamura anymore. It seemed like he was maybe low-key getting a push during the, the Roman... Um, Oh, Adam Pierce rivalry, and then they just they never followed up on it. Um, I mean, it's interesting that he's competing against Seth Rollins, who uh, two years ago was the star of a gauntlet match he didn't win. True, fair enough, but. I mean, Seth was already a big star when he was in that match. And it seems like Nakamura kind of gets to the tippy, he has his fingertips on the tippy top, and then they just kind of drop him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that seems about right. I mean, honestly, I think he's just happy to be in America because he's the guy that loves American culture, loves smoking cigarettes. I think he just feels like his... <laughs> this doesn't define his legacy, per se. Because New, yeah. New Japan defines his legacy more so than WWE. But, I mean, becoming the first Japanese... Well, the first actual Japanese person to win <laughs> the Royal Rumble is no small feat, right? So Wasn't it's Asuka just a matter. Wasn't that Asuka? They both won it that year. Oh, they both they both won it on the same the same year. So okay, but he's the first Japanese male to win the the men's Royal Rumble. So yes. I mean, no no small feat. I mean, yeah. Could he be a male version of Asuka? Sure, but that just tells you how hard it is to crack that upper echelon. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's homegrown guys that know what they're doing. Like, Asuka's in a sense where there's a lot of homegrown women, but they never really trusted him with the ball like that. So by de facto, it kind of went to Oscar because the crowd was clamoring for it. And she was putting herself in a position to, to, to have them look at her. Right. Right. Like Nakamura could only do so much, you know, in the sense that Roman was back, uh, Seth is back. He's on a stacked. Like, there's only going to only be so many people at the top, right? Yeah. Seth came back and he's not even like upper the top guy on SmackDown. So that says a lot. And that dude's done everything. True. 
I could even make the argument, you know, Seth doesn't really need the belt right now. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So, who wins the match, Scooter? Oh, Seth. Galico. Gave all that props to Nakamura, but Seth going to win that <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Next uh, match, and I can't believe this is actually happening. Ronnie Orton is wrestling Alexa Bliss. I said, I said this would happen. Oh, I said this would happen at WrestleMania, but... Well, obviously this is the transition to WrestleMania where... You know, the fiend will resurrect them. They will have their blow off. I think, I think we're gonna get some sort of twisted amalgamation. Think of Alexa Bliss. Um, probably even a, a female fiend that might actually be Bray Wyatt underneath that. Um, Bray Wyatt in the wig. Hmm. Uh, interesting fact. This is the first intergender pay-per-view match in just over 18 years. Well, it's the last China and... No. No, uh... Ar- Arm- Jamie Noble and Nidia. Uh... You know, uh, and Jacqueline. No, no. Chris, Chris Jericho and Christian against Lita and Trish. Oh, wow. I completely forgot about Damn. that. Damn. Holy shit. <laughs> throwback. <laughs> Talk about your throwback. Really? So, yep. uh, that being said, who wins the match? Who wins the match, Scooter? No one. And quite honestly, if there's any winner, it's probably going to be Alexa. Because the aid of the fiend. Most likely, yes. What say you, Kalika? Uh, I think it's going to be a holdover. Fiend comes back. Randy's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, I thought I burned him. And he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. That's gonna be Randy. <laughs> I don't think I could really add anything to that. Um, like my, like my singing, damn it! No. Joe <laughs> <laughs> McIntyre versus Sheamus. I think we sort of this sort of ended like two wars ago, but here we are. Um, who wins, Scooter? Yeah, again, another said what happened happened earlier. Once again, and this probably should have been a barroom brawl. Um, you, you can have a lot of fun with the, you know, the items kind of stereotype. Um, 
but no, it's part. It's got to be Drew since since it's now Drew and Lashley officially at WrestleMania. I mean, something tells me. Something tells me Sheamus might end up getting uh, the match. We'll probably see Drew win. And on Raw, we'll probably see Sheamus and Drew battle once again. And Sheamus, this time, gets in. And then beats Drew. I mean, we're only four Raws away from Mania. Right. And, you know... You could almost say like this paid preview was somewhat of a throwaway because like they're already announcing matches for WrestleMania and this is kind of like it almost doesn't matter so to speak. You know what I mean? You might as well be in your house. Exactly. What about you, uh, Kaliko? What are your thoughts? I felt like... I, I think it's going to be Drew. I, I, I don't think Sheamus... I think Sheamus should be in the match. But the way that they ended that Raw, it looked like it was a... Because everyone was screaming Fatal 4-Way, but it looked like it was... That night was the title eliminator, Right? Like, Miz was trying to make his case for the chip. He takes the L, goes up after Bad Bunny, right? Right. Um, Sheamus loses. It, it's weird how they're going to do with him because he's one of those dudes where it's like the L isn't it, – it doesn't hurt him as much because in his mind it's more about – Lashley sticking his nose in the business, and I wouldn't put it past Lashley to put him in, ask him to put him in the match, or 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 something of that sort, or he beats Drew or beats Lashley and and makes a case to be put in the match. I I don't. Will that happen? As far as them two losing, more likely not. So I'm thinking Sheamus is just going to get put in by de facto or some sort. I mean. If unless unless Drew beat loses to Sheamus and Sheamus making the case that motherfucker I should be in the triple threat because I just beat the dude that y'all said is going to beat Lashley if, or that if, that is facing Lashley. If there is any, any fatal four way, the fourth man is going to be Keith Lee. Oh, that's a name we haven't heard for quite some time. Wouldn't put it past them. Is that oh, is that because he didn't really get fairly get his match against the uh, lastly at the last pitch review? That 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 off point. Um, I I hate to kind of say this, but um, take the pen. No, it's race may have something to do with it. In that 
they could claim that they have for the diversity and inclusion. Two African American superstars are in the main event of WrestleMania. And the Scottish guy. So, I mean, the. It's a, it's a, that's a guess in my end. If they, if they are, if they move towards a triple threat, they'll move towards a fatal four way. True that, unless they go Seamus, Keith Lee, but I don't see, I mean, I see the history there, but, you know. That brings us to our next match. Intercontinental Championship match, Big E versus Apollo Crews. It's been, Apollo Crews. It's been quite some time since we last talked about Apollo. And honestly, I think I was this person. He did have a worse coffee Kingston, and it's actually working for him. Right, Scooter? I mean, he's essentially a modern day Farouk. In a a different concept. Um, Yeah, it is different. Back when on the independent uh, and I'm I'm surprised they haven't gone with the name change yet uh, to fit in with the. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to cackle and snicker a little bit at the fact that the gimmick is he's a Nigerian prince. And you and people are getting uh, emails from him? <laughs> I mean, you, you might as well call his finisher the 404 after this or the... Uh, the call center. Um. Hmm. Oh, I forget what the, what the see the four hundred four would sound like the ATL, which is Austin Theory. But um, oh God, I forget what the the, the name for the, the the scam is, but and it 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 probably works for Apollo Crews, which. Speaks volumes, and I think this is hopefully this is where we get Big E finally in the main event after this. So I'm I'm gonna say Apollo wins. What are you, Kalika? Uh, I could see his point because the heel turn has to go somewhere, right? Um, but I feel maybe he has to solidify himself as an IC champ. Like, I mean, and beating Apollo Cruz a bunch of times is not. It's a way, but it's not going to be the way, right? So, 
I expect him to win. I expect him to continue on progressing. And I, and I expect him to be in the title picture uh, SummerSlam-ish. Uh, at least by Survivor Series, he should be in the main title picture. So we got one Piggy, one uh, Apollo Crews. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they put the belt on Apollo just so Biggie has somebody to wrestle at WrestleMania and kind of get the, the, the W back. And, you, you know, you get your, oh, the, the run of Apollo Crews is kind of validated while still having you know, Big E looks strong. That being said, I think Big E's going to win. And maybe we get Nakamura. <laughs> maybe we get Nakamura and Big E at Mania. I like how we give all these people their props. So we go, that being said, they're getting their ass handed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, I do agree with you to some degree. Coleco, I do feel like, you know, they gave Big E this run, and I think they just need to ride it out. You know, if I'm WWE, I'm not going to want to give Big E, you know, that main event shot right now when our biggest star is Roman Reigns, and we are 100% behind him, and nobody is going to touch him. You know what I mean? So I would, you know, leave it be a slow burn. He's the the main face uh, champion on SmackDown. Let him be. You know what I mean? Yeah, eventually get there. Because um, if they send him up there, he they just sending him to slaughter. Especially as long as Paul is in the picture. So a Sonata push. Pretty much, if they do, if they, for if they do Big E like Sonata, I know some. Speaking of a uh, a Sonata push, and I think that's that's a new thing, a Sonata push. Uh, women's tag team championship match: Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. What's your favorite vegetable, Coleco? I don't think this is going to be a squash. I mean, I just think it's going to be a bigger reason to split the wedge between um, Bianca and Sasha. But they don't need that, right? Unless Nigel is is split. uh, uh, Reginald. Yeah, Nigel. I'm thinking Nigel McGinnis. Unless Reginald is going to be switching sides anytime soon. Because he feels like he was meant to be with Sasha anyway. And Carmella's just like, I don't know where the hell she is, but. Oh, she fired Reginald, so. Yeah, and then Nia kind of picked him up, and yeah, he's just like uh, a manager hobo at this point. Just like, no bad, no mad. He's just going place to place. I mean, I, I love the idea that. While Naya was taking, you know, Naya and Shader were taking Reginald shopping, and Naya was like 
paying attention and whatnot, Shayna was like, uh, a guy. My, my problem with that was why was my, uh, why was Shayna there to begin with? Like she didn't. The, they're the tag team champions. She didn't need to be. <laughs> she didn't. She doesn't need to be with Nia twenty four seven. Cause they gotta show that they're a team. Damn it! <laughs> that sounds like something Vince would say. Show that they're a team. So that they think- actually hang out with each other. Even though they don't like each other. Yeah. Tag team partners got a hug. Pretty much. Kind of like the team hell no theory. See, this is where I'm wondering if they're going to give the belt to Sasha and Bianca just to say that the tag team champions will be facing each other at WrestleMania. They kind of alluded to that at, um, on uh, the KO show. Like, you know, Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels did, um, John Cena and Shawn Michaels did uh, at um, 24, or uh, 23. But then they immediately gave up the titles the next night. True, but they was tag team champions. And so and so were and so were Ray and Eddie when they battled at twenty one. Yeah, but that wasn't for a, a a singles championship. I'm saying they're they're looking for a a way to give Sasha and Bianca more of a acclaim and more of a moment so, so that it's not unforgettable. In all honesty, I think that they need to keep the belts on baseball and jacks because you get an extra women's match out of WrestleMania. Before, you know what I mean? I mean... Given that, aside from the riots going Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke, who's really left? See, I would have thought Lana would have been a champ, tag champ by now. Because I thought the whole story was for Lana. I mean, I guess Lana's come up this was beating Nia in the tables match. But I I I thought like it just would have been better if she was a tag champ because all that hard work paid off. Even if it was for like two weeks, shit. Cause that would have been the ultimate like right. disrespect. Like the ultimate payback. But you know, I don't know. And that brings us to our main event, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Who wins? With Edge as a special guest enforcer. Um, yeah, Roman. It's from Fast Lanes. Fast Lane history. Due to repeat itself. Roman for the win. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, Nico? Yep, Roman, because if 2014, or 2015 taught us anything, Daniel Bryan at Fast Lane against Roman is the slaughter. <laughs> Roman, because the, the spear versus spear thing is going to be what matters. Although, I would not be surprised if somehow Daniel gets put in this match. Because the problem with with the way that they're booking it, it sh- if this was one night, I could see it being like... I could see them, you know, trying to trying to keep it one on one. Two nights, they got a lot of shit to fill, and I don't think Daniel Bryan in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal would be <laughs> the, I mean, the greatest use of his talents. And let's be honest, what would you rather see, Roman Edge or Daniel Bryan in Edge? Well, well, hold on right here, because, you know, Coleco brings up a good point. Could they maybe be doing uh, a Kota Bushi with, uh, with Roman Reigns? Maybe he loses the belt to Daniel Bryan, and then he wants the gauntlet, takes Daniel Bryan out the first night of Mania, and then wrestles that on the second night of the Mania. That... Is a very interesting possibility, and I can't imagine Edge, especially for any other reason other than that. Now, what about you, Kaliko? What are your thoughts on that possibility? That—that's why I was like, you know, because if Jay was the special enforcer. You kind of see where it was going to go down with, but Edge, Edge actually being the person to to fuck Brian over would be way more consequential than Jay fucking over Daniel Bryan. Because I could see Edge going, I could see Edge doing it in the sense of. Hey kids, this was my last shot. I've been gone for so long. I want this mano y mano. I had to do what I had to do. So, this is going to come down to whether Edge wants the title more or he wants to beat Roman more. More, exactly. Right. So, the, the thing of it is, do you, and we're, we're going we're maybe way too deep into this, but do you see Edge actually beating Roman at WrestleMania, or is this just a feather in Roman Reigns' cap and, you know, a little extra into his, um, his title reign? I mean, look at WrestleMania, Roman. And look at all the feathers in his cap. There's only one person who he has not beat at WrestleMania in a singles match, and that's Brock fucking Lesnar. So every everyone else is ran through the slaughter. So I, I, it's another notch under the belt. Um, you know, that being said... 
I mean, you could even make the argument, like, you know, he beat the Rage at WrestleMania for the champion in the main event. Uh, but could you really say that he's had, like, a major WrestleMania moment? I mean, I mean main eventing four years in a row? True, but he got slaughtered by Brock at uh, 33, I believe. 34. Um, 34. He, lo- he had a so-and-so match against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, uh, so 31, 31, 31 through 34 was his run. So 31, we all know what happened to Seth Cash in. 32, he got the title. 33, he ended the streak. 34 is uh, Brock beating that ass. That's why I said, other than Brock, who else? Like, that's, that's his Achilles heel. Everybody else, he's pretty much spot on. True. I, I, I see what you mean, Dale. But, you know, obviously the moment with the set that one year. The second one was, um, I, I guess you could say ending under, well, uh, putting another loss on Undertaker's record was a big deal. But, again, I don't see... I think this will be the WrestleMania that really defines Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? I have a very suspicious feeling that somebody is paying attention to these statistics. And... Oh, good lord. Because I know... Last year, there was a, so much talk of a Brock Edge match. There was? Yes. Lesnar and Edge. Um, now, oh God. If someone, if someone brings that up on WWE TV... Then we know Brock is showing up <laughs> to to uh, again play some sort of factor in Roman losing at WrestleMania. Okay. Interesting. I think we covered a lot of interesting topics. Um, that being said, and I think we already covered this, this pay-per-view is pretty un- um, is not really important going into WrestleMania. It's kind of just a, a blimp on the radar, correct? Most likely. Somewhat. Somewhat. Depending on, like, certain matches, yeah, of course. But for, I say for upper card, it has a consequence depending on how they go. 
uh, the SmackDown side, there are some consequences that can happen. Uh, the Raw side seems more set in stone. So, yeah, the SmackDown side is got got some shit that can get shaken. Because Raw side, I think the only wild card is what if Sheamus beats Drew? I don't know. And that, and other than that, everything else is kind of like heading to where it seems to be heading by SmackDown. What if Apollo beats Big E? What if Nakamura beats Seth? What if Daniel Bryan wins the title? What if Edge makes it a hokey thing? What if you. So that's why. I think that'll conclude our coverage of WWE Fastlane. We will have the review of that show next time. And uh, until then, you could watch our, our interview with Armani Chaos this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, until then, you could please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube. And follow the show at our official Twitter handle at Wrestling with E. And you can find us individually at on Twitter as well at James G993. You can find me trying not to cater too much to my kids' birthday wishes and demands at I am Coleco. And what can they find, Scooter Dust? As always, you can find me right behind you. And on Twitter, at Scooter Dust, and hold it down for the MVP Network at UNBS. For Coleco Yachts, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.